0: what's up everybody welcome to a side chat with myself joel rafidi and my co-host Erasmus. would this be number three or four
1: i think this might be side chat number three i, I think, think we've this, only posted two of them to the website
0: i think this might be three as well if you're hearing this or listening to this the first two are available on youtube and our website we didn't flip them out to audio but we'll probably put this one out there so be sure to go back and check those out as well um this is just a 20-minute conversation with your Asimus and I, and I'm going to flow today on the importance of the mind. And I think this is such an important topic, particularly within, you know, quote-unquote, truth communities. Um, there's been this movement of sorts the last, you mean, decade and obviously even longer as well, where there's this attack on the mind, almost. You mean, they want, they want to separate you from your mind. You were not your mind. You know, your thoughts are just... Transient. Um, your thoughts don't really serve power. There's a there's a push for you to um, be without your thoughts on some level. Um, so I want to start. What are you, what are your thoughts on that from a broader, general perspective? First, Erasmus?
1: Well, listen. You know, we, we talk so much about um, deprogramming from New Age ideologies, and if you think about a lot of Eastern um, um, modalities, and mysticism. It's like the no mind. You know, in that in that regards, and it's like at the end of the day, what separates us from other beings is that man is man has the ability to think. Man has the ability to to use uh, his or her mind, and so the more you're able to use your mind consciously, uh, with a level of self awareness, um, and use it productively, you're gonna be able to create the life that you want to create. Like this idea of like just, you know, get rid of the mind, get rid of the ego. Like what, what does that do? But besides create a nobody and nothing, and how can you act? How can you be in the world? How can you make things happen? How can you have the motivation to, to wake up in the morning, to go after your life, to go after your dreams, go after your desires, to improve on yourself, to utilize your mind, to introspect, to go, Hey, why am I the way I am? You know, I noticed this behavior about myself. I noticed this thing that uh, my mom and dad did. And I do the same exact thing that I don't like it. What can I do to change that? You know, or I'm in partnership. And, you know, every time my wife says this, I react in a certain way. Why do I do that? You need to be able to have a strong mind, a curious mind to ask these questions and then to hold space for it. You know what I mean? So this idea of getting rid of the mind, no mind is, is like, it sounds great in this like fantasy world of like, yes, we want peace and love and and calm. And, but what does it really mean? Your, your mind's, the mind is the mind. It, it's there to think. It's there to move.
0: Like, how do you even have a grasp on reality without your mind? How do you, how do you know who you are, where you are and how you're oriented within reality if you don't have the mind and the faculties of the mind why why is there a desire to become a nobody what's at the premise of that what's at the root of that you know because i I, I, I was there i I tampered with these ideologies early early on i read a lot of you know ram das eckhart tolle things like that and it's all about becoming nobody you know literally dropping the personality altogether to the point where you relinquish all your barriers between you and the world, and you just end up as this nothing in this formless abyss of of nothing. And I mean, the more that I contemplate the drivers that would lead someone to be attracted to something like that, it's escape. At the root of it, it has to be escape. It's, I cannot reconcile my thoughts. I cannot reconcile my past. I cannot reconcile my actions. I've lived my life a certain way up until this point. Now, all of a sudden, there's this shiny light, which says that I don't have to worry about any of it. I can drop all of it. I can release my mind. I can release my past. I can release my ego and I'll be free from it. That's, some, that's, 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 that's what I've noticed, but it doesn't work. It's never going to work. It might work for a short period of time, but ultimately you have this thing called the shadow which is going to creep up and is not going to go anywhere it's going to keep prodding poking and seething out from in between the barricades that you've built for it, that you've built and show itself in your life on some level and how do we deal with that how do we deal with life how do we deal with the challenges and the complexities that reality presents to us and the answer your is your mind one. yeah the end the answer is your mind it's the only way That you can think about yourself, think about the past, think about your actions and reconcile all of that to come to a place of groundedness and centeredness and true acceptance in terms of the acknowledgement of our predicament. It's all done with the mind.
1: Yeah. And also, I just want, I know we've commented on this uh, privately um, before when we talk about the mind we talk about reason what what is what is reason what is the term reason you know we talk about these systems like human design that obviously you know i'm a i'm a a fan of and you are as well and it's like well okay if we think about the term reason all right we're, we're literally taking all the the information the wisdom that we're getting from our environment, that we're taking into our senses, okay? So people, they talk about the word intuition. They talk about your feelings. Again, if you're having an experience, if you're getting a hit from intuition, if you're getting, if you're having an emotional experience, ultimately, there's like a dance between your mind that's going, oh, okay, I'm having this experience right now. Or I got this little hit right now. What am I going to do with it? So even if you if a person wants to come on and say like okay well your intuition or your emotions you can't you, you, that's that's going to guide you through life too you can't just say the mind's just going to just going to uh, guide you like they're connected. Yeah. You know how do you create concepts out of those non-concept conceptual things that you're experiencing?
0: Yeah, we're taking in all this material from all our senses including what we know about ourselves through these systems of divination, be it human design, be it whatever it might be, we're taking in all this data, all this information, then ultimately there's a driver that's accumulating all that and saying with everything that I know and everything that I can sense, what is the best action for me now? What is the best decision? How can I take all that data, all that information and and, and pinpoint what the right thing for me to do is at this point in time? And to me, that's what we're kind of grasping at with this idea of the mind, you know? I mean, ultimately, every advancement that we've ever had as a species has come because of man's ability to think, you know? And now all of a sudden to say, I don't want to think anymore. To me, this is very much so intrinsically linked to the want to return to a womb-like state, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, I feel like a regressive tendency. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens with a lot of these systems is ultimately or these ideologies is a person might be in a certain place. Let's say they're living this like hedonistic life or they're doing they're, they're working that job that they've hated for 30 years, but they made a lot of money. And then all of a sudden they take a trip to India and it's like, well, this is the answer. You know, you've talked about this before. Yeah. And so then they flip, they kind of shift, they put on, they take, they shed one costume and then they put on another costume Okay, but then maybe ultimately, I think the idea is then to come come back to some place of of I would say balance, but understanding that the role, these different elements of yourself playing your play within you. It's not like, again, getting rid. I'd love someone to stand in front of me and go right now. I've gotten rid of my mind, like just just to even tell me that you've gotten rid of your mind, you have to use your mind. Yeah. So like, what does that even mean? Like sitting in a cave somewhere? With your eyes closed, doing nothing, like, cool. If you want to do that, you can do something. But if you want to be in the world, if you want to be creative, you want to be productive, you have to use your thinking faculties.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, I'm, I mentioned something of the sort on, on, on Instagram recently as well. But it's also like the same thing when you're um, You're heightening stillness and peace, which I totally respect and has a place to understand it but you're heightening it as the ultimate endeavor of any kind of spiritual work or any kind of, you know what I mean? Work to know know yourself. When I mean, ultimately there's plenty of things that you don't wanna be at peace with. And I said this, right? Like you don't wanna be at peace with ignorance. You don't wanna be at peace with depravity. You don't wanna be at peace with mediocrity. You don't wanna be at peace with not knowing who you are, with not knowing your values, not knowing your goals and not knowing that you're your potential to actually reach them, you know? So of course, peace and stillness, it has a place, but to me, it's more so to do with the nervous system than it is to be in this place of, you know what I mean? Okay, now I've I've, I've reached the, the, the samadhi, the pinnacle, because I'm not thinking anything. Just an, there's just there's a bliss, an ocean there. Like to me, that is not the ideal in any way whatsoever, you know? And to be honest, like meditation for me, isn't really a stillness practice. It's a, con- it's a contemplative practice. And in that contemplation, I'm, I'm using my mind. I'm giving myself the time and the space to actually reflect on the things that I haven't had the space to reflect on and to reconcile them and to make them known, to allow them to come up, you know, but to me, that's a, that's a process that I'm doing with my mind as well.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes meditation is used as a tool, uh to, to spiritually bypass, you know, to, mm-hmm. to disconnect from what's really happening. Cause even for me, when I, when I have utilized meditation as a practice, I, I want to bring my whole body into it. Yeah. You know, I want to bring the Soma. I want to notice what's going on in the subtle levels. What sensations are happening in my body? Oh, wow. That's interesting. You know, that thought came in and then there's an emotion that came along with it. Can I give myself the space to sit with it, to feel with it, to, to feel it. And then again, there's information there that I'm going to gather and I'm going to process it with my mind as well. Cause my mind is going to pinpoint, Oh, okay. I just had this feeling. Oh, I just had this thought that went along with it. So again, it's like this idea with no mind, where, where, where is the, the computer that's taking in all this data? Yeah. You know, that's, that's that you're, that you're gathering through life experience through all the different ways that one experiences the world.
0: Yeah. And like it's, it can be, I see how people can lose the point of it when it's like, oh, you I mean, the mind, to me, the mind is not just your head, right? Of course, your brain plays a huge part in what it is to think and to do and to act, you know, and it plays a huge part of what I'm referring to as the mind. But when you bring the soma into it, we're talking about the body mind here as well, you know, like your, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, listen, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think there's a, the, we'd, like to, we'd like to separate the words, you know, yeah. it's easy to talk about them. But at the end of the day, like they're intertwined. There's a synergistic, there is a body mind, you know, if you impact, if you change the, your mindset, the way you think is going to have an impact on your body too. You can also do that on the flip side. If you're doing some really uh, intentional work with the physical body, you're going to impact the way your mind operates as well. So I think you need to 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 look at them as like kind of the same thing in some regard. But I also, I get, I get this idea of like, oh, I got to get rid of the mind, you know, mm-hmm. like what people say, but it's, it's, it's more nuanced, a little deeper than that. I don't know if this is making sense, but.
0: No, it makes sense. Definitely makes sense. You know? Okay. So to anyone listening to this, that is not happy with where they are. Um, you know what I mean? They're not fully content with, with, with their life, with the decisions they've made. With what their daily routine looks like, what what their life looks like each time they wake up. There is a way out of it, you know? And the way out of it is to take a stark look at reality, to truthfully assess your situation, truthfully acknowledge where you are, and also truthfully recognize what your values are. And then using your mind to notice the dissonance between your values and between what is being reflected in your daily actions and in your reality. Your mind is your machete. It is the weapon that you have in order to deal with reality, in order to transform your life into something that is not congruent with you as an individual who has goals and values into something that is. And when that's a challenge, that's that's not easy by any means. But the thing is, Life is not easy by any means. This this reality is not easy. You leave a house, it's going to collect dust. Everything requires work. Everything requires effort for hygiene to be maintained. And your life, your mind, your psyche, it's absolutely no different. Effort is required. But what I'm seeing a lot is that people feel too entitled to want to exert the effort to create psychic hygiene or to create a life that is conducive with them. But in exerting the effort and in getting the results and achieving and making the steps necessary, you begin to develop the strength of your mind. You begin to develop trust in your mind. You begin to develop trust in your capacity to deal with the complex challenges of life. So we have to exercise it. To me, there's just absolutely no way around that. For anyone that claims to be a truth seeker, you know, the highest truth is your truth. The highest truth is what, what you value. The highest truth is you looking at yourself, looking at this realm, saying, what am I? Who am I? What is going on? And how can I, how can I live my life to, 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 to be the best experience possible? for who, for who I am and for what I want. And that's a, that's a big, that's a big task. Yeah. But you got to think, how do I go about that? What's yeah. out of place and what actions do I need to take
1: to start, start moving some pieces? You know, it's interesting because as you, you know, you shared all that, all the questions that you're putting out there, what are my goals? What are my values? Where am where am I now? You know, where do I want to go? What do I need to do to get there? How can someone that's striving for a a no mind experience, a no mind existence, going to get answers to those questions is going to is going to be able to take action to to improve their their state in life. Like, I just don't understand this, this, uh, well, I guess we talked about it before this love affair with with some of these more, I call them pseudo spiritual practices and ideologies. You know what I mean? Absolutely, I know what you mean. And the thing is, as you were saying
0: that, what was coming to me was that it's actually self-masochism. At the root of it, it's, 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 it's self-hatred, you know, the, 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 the want to, 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 to drop the mind and to not use the mind. You, you've decided now, you know I mean? I can't deal with myself. I can't deal with the burden that I've built for myself and I can't deal with the reality. So the, the answer to me is to become nothing and to become nobody.
1: Mic drop right there. No, I agree, but again, it gets it gets lost in this, these lofty ideals and all the pretty words and all the the gowns and all these ancient texts sometimes, and it's just like yeah. you're here, you're here right now. What's going on with you? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? What kind of human being? Uh, what kind of human being do you want to be? You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, how can you? How can you?
0: Yeah, bro. I hear you man but it's like it's like a mind
1: fuck like sometimes when i hear some of this thing i just feel like it's like this mind fuck that people get like caught caught up in yeah period
0: yeah and the problem is man is that this whole savior complex as well we 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 are so desperate to want to find someone else that has the answers you know we're so desperate to cling to this idea of faith you know, but the more I think about faith, I'm like, what is that? Like, to me, faith is, it's, 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 it's the calling card of you being unwilling to produce yourself, of you being unwilling to be your own savior. That's the only requirement for faith. Like, t- to me, in being my own savior, in using my mind to reconcile my life, to know for the fact that I've been in a place where I hated my life, I hated my work, I couldn't stand myself. And to know that I recognized that and I thought about it and I wanted to change so bad that I exerted effort to shift to now be in a place where like I'm so happy, I'm so proud of who I am, of what I'm doing, of uh, what I have to offer every single day of what my life mirrors and reflects back to me. Like I've, I'm my own savior. Like I, 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 I did that. The faith that I have is in myself and in my own ability.
1: Yeah, for sure. And part of that process of, of, of awareness too is to be able to feel all of this stuff too. I mean, we talk about self-sabotage. We talk about people that escape, into these self-soothing mechanisms. You need to be able to feel the pain of the, the existence that you, you're experiencing, the pain of reality in order to know, I don't like the way this feels. I have to make changes again. And you're gonna be using reason. You know? You're gonna be using your mind. You're gonna be using the information that you get from your intuition, from your, from your, from your emotions as well to make decisions in your life, to better yourself. So again, this is this is a whole other area of of self knowledge and self awareness. Is like, hey, can you be? Can you sit with yourself? Can you turn the gaze inwards? Because we live in a world where everything's external. We're just focused on everything, everything, everything outside of ourselves. But can we look internally and go, man, like man, like I show up to my job and I feel this thing or this pain in my stomach or I feel a tightness around my chest or you know I've been in this relationship for two, three years and. And like, I just like, I have anxiety or I'm just not happy. Like, what do I need to do? Like, what do I need to change? What do I need to say? How can I express my needs? How can I express my wants? Uh, You know what I'm saying there? Like- I also know what you're saying,
0: but we tacitly and we passively accept that. And we tacitly force ourselves to come to a diminished state in a diminished place where we give up responsibility to change that. And we think that's just the way that life should be. And I have no power over that, you know? And to me, at that point, you've already accepted death. You've, you've chosen. You've chosen death because you've chosen that you've decided that you have no choice in the, the diminishment of your spirit and that you have to live in a subdued and passive state in order to exist. So you're telling me immediately that you don't value your existence but how does the man who values their existence act how does the man who values their existence behave what are they thinking what are they choosing
1: well the minute you said you know you've chosen death already i I immediately thought of the anti-heroic life you know you're not living you're not awakening the hero within you're not realizing oh wow i'm facing these difficulties right now this is reality this is my existence. It's impacting me in a certain way. And, like, how do I I tap into the inner strength and push through, you know, and go on that hero's journey, whatever that is for the individual, you know, to move beyond your limitations, to to grow, to expand, to take in the information, to take in the knowledge, to take in the data from your environment, to make adjustments, to do what you need to do to get to the place that you want to get. Yeah. You know, and again, it all again, it comes down to awakening the hero within. I mean, how can you awaken the hero within without without utilizing your mind?
0: Can't. Bro. These, these are fascinating conversations, man. And I think they're conversations that truly aren't had enough. I think people are too are too passive in the face of what they hate. And I think they're that way because. And then that way with each other because they're able to dwell within the comfort of knowing that you mean others couldn't solve the problem either and others have also accepted you know that this this state of death that 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 we're referring to and to me that whole thing is what constitutes the herd on some level you know and like from the other side it's like the matrix it's curated for you to adopt that philosophy for you to ad- adopt this morality of death on some level because when you, when there's a collective that's now in this passive, subdued, diminished state, you know as the saying goes, one noose for many necks, you know but for the hero, for the individual who's willing to look at himself and look at life and make the necessary effort and adjustments to get things where in in, in accordance with his highest values and goals then you can't control that there's 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 nothing that anybody can do about that um and this at the the crux of it you hit the nail on the head this is about awakening the hero within for sure Mm -hmm. and i mean they they these are topics um and they, they they these are conversations which really also are at the crux um of rise above the herd, and rise above the herd is something that we haven't really spoken about properly, um, in any deep kind of way on on our podcast. Um, so let's 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 talk about that briefly. I think um, yeah. rise above the herd essentially is the I don't know what the word is, but it is the culmination of the journey that Erasmus and I have been on and it is almost like it's a way for you to engage in the process to step to come out of mediocrity and to have the tools the knowledge and the transformative ability to become the hero of your own life so yeah it's an eight-week private group coaching program with both of us where we truly address what it means to be the hero of your own life. And we address the programming that is keeping most people in that anti heroic state within the herd.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you said it well. Um, I think, I think the time is now for, for anyone that really wants the, the soil is fertile mm-hmm. uh, for anyone that really wants to, take their life to the next level um, and continue to grow and expand and, and ultimately into the person that they were born to be. So um, if you are really into the things that we're talking about here and and you dig it and you want to jump on a, a 20 minute call with Joel and myself, uh, send either one either one of us a DM and, and we'll make that happen.
0: Yep. All right, man. Thank you so much for this conversation, bro.
1: Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for spearheading it. you're like let's just get on a call and talk about it all right cool (laughs) let's do it (laughs) i chat number three or four i'm not sure but yeah i'm not
0: sure either but i'm glad we had it and i'm glad that whoever's hearing this is listening to it because i don't believe in coincidences either
1: no Uh, no for sure for sure and again thanks everyone who's who's on our page who supports the podcast who supports our instagram and and has listened to this whole thing and um yeah keep doing your thing and uh we're, we're here to support you in any way we can
0: Absolutely, guys. As always, links in the show notes riseabovetheherd.com.au. We'll put that in the show notes also. And we'll see you on the main podcast. Peace. Smoke and mirrors. I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms because they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.